0: Amen. Amen. Let's go to the word of the Lord. God's ready to move tonight. I'm not going to preach very long because I feel an explosive atmosphere. I'm telling you, God has been working over the past three or four weeks preparing the church, preparing you and I for what he wants to do. We're going to go to the book of Judges tonight. Chapter 15. We're going to begin with verse 11. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock Edom and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into their hand, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said with the jawbone of an ass heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Ramath Lehi. He was sore, athirst, and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall in the hand of the uncircumcised. But God clave in hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout, and when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Everyone say, he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof in Achor, which is in Lehi, under this name. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines, 20 years. I preach tonight, when your weapon becomes a whale. When your weapon becomes a whale. Father, tonight the Holy Ghost has to move in this building. Lord, I proclaim the liberty of your spirit upon those who are still bound. I proclaim the liberty of the Holy Ghost upon this entire congregation tonight. Those, Lord, who are dry in their spirit will not leave tonight until they have drank of the water of life freely. I pray, God, the Holy Ghost would have liberty to work in the the lives and the hearts of people in this place. Can we clap our hands in the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. you be seated. In my opinion, we are living in a day where religion has become a learned behavior. More and more people fall prey to ritualism without a clear understanding of why they do what they do. Learned behavior supersedes divine principles. Hear me tonight, without a clear understanding of purpose, we can become spiritual zombies wandering aimlessly through services with no sincerity. The common question being uttered from the lips of young people today is why? Society has desensitized the present generation, causing them to question the very teachings of God's holy word. You and I must have a proper understanding of who we are and why we do what we do. Young people, can I talk to you just for a minute tonight? You're not doing this tonight just because your parents didn't have another option growing up. You're not doing this tonight just because this is the only thing there is to do. You're not doing this out of obligation. But what we're doing tonight in our worship, everything we do is based upon God's holy word. This is not the time to question living for God. This is not the time to say, I don't think this makes sense. I'm going to walk out the door. But if there ever was a day, if there ever was a time to be on fire for God, everything that you have, today is the day to live for God. Hallelujah. Can I get a mom and dad to say amen tonight? When Samson was confronted, he knew his abilities, but more importantly, he understood who he was in God. Allow me the next few moments to draw a parallel between Samson and the saint of God today. The Bible said that Samson was bound with new cords. He was delivered the Philistines, but on the way the Philistines rose up against him. The Bible says the Spirit of God came mightily upon him whereby he was able to fight the enemy. We read it tonight. Samson took the jawbone of a donkey and he began to fight. He began to fight as the power of God came upon him and he was victorious over the enemy. There was a day that you and I were bound by sin. The Bible says that we were born into sin and were shaped in iniquity. We are bound. We have no choice. We are bound by sin. But thank God there came a day where the Spirit of God came upon us and enabled us to fight the enemy. The difference between Samson and us is that our fights are not in the physical. Rather, they are in the spiritual. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I pause tonight to address this in the Holy Ghost. I remind you that you're not fighting your brother in the Lord. You're not fighting Sister Susie across the church. You're fighting spirits. Too many people think that they can win in the flesh. The only way you're going to win is in the spirit. You can't come to church and get mad and take it out on so-and-so and and spread this about so-and-so. That's fighting in the flesh. But you can go to your prayer closet and you can fight in the Spirit. And you can be victorious in the Spirit. Samson used the jawbone of a donkey. But as a child of God, when we receive the Holy Ghost... We received it by way of our praise. And that weapon that God gave us, our praise, is what will keep us throughout our entire walk with God. See, you're not going to get the Holy Ghost anyway but praising. There's no sign language to talking in tongues. You're going to get the Holy Ghost when you open your mouth and you begin to praise the Lord. I know I tried for seven years, and the only way is to praise God. But but here's the, here's the thing about it. God knew I'm going to give them a weapon at the very beginning, and it's going to be through their praise. It's going to sustain them throughout their entire walk with God. And if I get them familiar with their praise from the beginning, then their praise will keep them through the high times and through the low times. Hear me tonight. Your praise is twofold. It shows loyalty and it changes your perspective. The Bible says in John 12, 32, And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. Now hear me. That verse is indicative of the resurrection, but it is also applicable to our circumstances and our praise. Because it's like going on an airplane Everything seems so big when you're standing on the ground. But as you begin to ascend, everything that once looked so big, all the mountains, everything that was ginormous pales in comparison to where you're at. And that, that, that circumstance that you're facing that seems insurmountable. It seems ginormous. In no way you can conquer it. When you begin to praise the Lord, He said, I'm gonna lift you up out of that. And when you get above your circumstances, it no longer looks as big as it did when you were facing it head on. Because you're looking at it from heaven's point of view. I'm talking about your praise tonight. See, praise will stop God in an instant. Praise will stop God dead in his tracks. Matthew 15, 22, and behold... A woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Watch this. Next verse. But he answered her not a word. Jesus Christ. He knows the end from the beginning. He knew the problem. He knew what was going on in her life. He knew everything. He didn't even give her the time of day. He didn't even give her a moment of his time. And you have to envision this with me. Here's Jesus Christ. The disciples came to him saying, send her away, for she cried after us. And she's watching all of this. My miracle's fixing to slip by. I've got to try something else. I got, I got to do something to stop him. Watch what she did in the next verse. Verse 25, rather. Then came she and worshiped. She went to him with her problem first. Then she said, Well, that's not going to work. Maybe I just need to try praising Him. Hear me tonight. We spend too much time telling God about our problems instead of telling our problems about our God. I don't know what you're facing tonight. I don't know what hell you're going through. I don't know what miracle you need. But if you'll focus on God, if you'll tell your problems how big your God is instead of telling God how big your problems are, God is going to show up in your circumstance. I'm talking about praise. I'm talking about lifting up the name of Jesus. When you use your weapon, when you praise Him with everything you got, God will move on your behalf. There are people when they receive the Holy Ghost, I've seen them come to church and they come praising. They come dancing. They come worshiping. They're so excited. There's nothing that's impossible with God. Everything that they're facing, they just come to church and they praise their way through it. They're always on a high. They're just using their weapon. They're killing everything in sight. Samson had that jawbone and he was killing everything he saw. If it moved and it looked like an enemy, it was going down. And I know saints of God that did the same thing. They came to the house of God. They were so energetic. They were so on fire. They would dance. You didn't have to have any music. They're just going to dance to a heavenly song. They would just dance. They were using their praise. They were using their weapon. The Bible says Samson discarded his weapon. And the next verse, he's crying out to God saying, God, you just gave me this great victory. And now you're going to let me die? Now you're going to leave me out here thirsty in my spirit? He was so dry. He was so dry. The Bible said, the Lord cleave and a hollow place in that jaw. And when Samson saw it, the Bible said he was revived. His weapon was turned into a well. And it was there that he was revived. Hear me, there are people, there are people that sit on church pews all across this world that once danced in the spirit. They once knew what it was like to pick up bobby pins off the floor. They once experienced the spiritual liberty that comes with the presence of God. But somewhere along the way, they discarded their weapon. They put down their praise. I said it before, spiritual liberty is being held captive by public opinion. They care too much about what people think about them rather than experiencing the joy of the Lord and the liberty of the Spirit in their worship. Hear me, Samson came off of a great victory and he became thirsty. The children of Israel came off a great victory when they crossed the Red Sea. But the next place they came was Merah. Merah means bitter. Nothing tastes good. The water's no good. Nothing here is good. And there are people that have arrived at a place called Merah. The preacher doesn't preach as good as he once did. The singing is not the same as it once. It doesn't move me like it once did. The teaching is just everything. Nothing tastes good. Nothing is good anymore. Have have you arrived at a place called Merah? Have you arrived at a place called Bitter? Hear me tonight, I plead, I beg, I ask of you before you point the finger at someone and say this is the reason that I'm in a dry spell. This is the reason that I haven't experienced the liberty of the Lord. I'm asking, can you just look for your weapon? Could you just look for your weapon? Could you just look for your praise? Has it been a while since you got lost to the liberty of the Holy Ghost? Because I just have a feeling that if you can get back to your weapon, God will turn your weapon into a well of living water. If you can get back to your praise. If you can get back to your praise. You know, I just have a feeling when Samson saw that jawbone, he didn't care what anybody thought about him. When he saw that water in that jaw, it didn't matter if anybody was watching or not. All that mattered is i got to get to that place of revival. I've got to get there. We sing a song. This is how we overcome. This is how we overcome. I'm not a singer. I don't even know the words, but that's what it says. And I've sat in churches and I've watched parents and grandparents go, This is how we overcome. This is how we overcome. And I'm sitting here going, I don't know what hell you're facing. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I know there's been times it took a little more than this for me to overcome. It took a little bit of dancing for me to overcome hell. It took a little bit of shouting for me to overcome what I was going through. Can I preach to someone tonight who you need to overcome something? It's not going to happen like this. It's not going to happen like this. It's going to happen when you go back to your weapon that God gave you when you received the Holy Ghost. It's going to be when you go to your weapon. Call praise. come on let's praise him come on let's praise him just for a moment come on would you go back to your weapon would you go back to your weapon there's water there there's revival there stand with me right now hear me hear me it ought not be it ought not be that young people out worship mom and dad. I was at a church one time. I was at a church one time and the spirit was moving and I opened my eyes and there was just full of young people all the way across. There was about four or five adults. I said, God... Why is it all young people? Which that's not a bad thing. I want young people worshiping. There wasn't very many adults. I said, God, why is this? He spoke to me. He said, because they haven't been hurt as bad as their parents have yet. They haven't been exposed to life like their parents have. He said, their parents can praise It takes them longer to get through all of the hurts and all of the junk to tap into their praise. Hear me, mama and daddy. I love everybody here. But when's the last time you showed your baby how to dance? When's the last time you showed your baby how to worship God? It ought not be that they have to learn on their own. It ought to be that they watch mama and daddy worship God and praise Him. This is how we overcome. This is how we worship, baby. If you're facing hell, you dance your way through it. You worship your way through it. This is how we overcome.